Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad you joined us. No matter where you get your podcasts, we are there and we encourage you to subscribe because we always want you to hear the latest information from experts throughout the dental industry. And that includes today's guest, who's a dear friend of mine, a fellow colleague, dare I say, and, and just one of those thought leaders in the dental industry, and that is Dr. Margaret Scarlett. Dr. Scarlett, how are you? I'm great, Kevin. It's so great to see you. Thank you so much. I know. <laughs> you know, seriously, when you got on, because we do this by video and audio, it's just good to see your face again. It absolutely is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I know all about you, but I'd love for our audience to know more about you. So would you mind just giving us a little bit about you? Well, uh, a little bit about me. Um, I call myself a dental futurist. Okay. So that's, you know, and uh, I am really interested in uh, the profession and the health and safety of the profession and in the health and safety of our patients. So I've been involved with that a long time. I wrote the first CDC, as you know, the first CDC guidelines on infection control way back in the mid 1980s when AIDS was the pandemic we were concerned about, right? So, you know, pandemics are sort of here to stay. And um, about, I retired from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention back in uh, 2001 after I was in the Surgeon General's office. And then I got to do some real fun stuff, like right in dentistry, like we started a woman dentist journal. I was yep. real excited about that. Yep. I started an oral health uh, component at Medscape, which was a whole lot of fun. Loved doing that. And, um, in, and then I've been doing, and recently I've been doing a lot more work on health and safety issues and also on um, disease specific. And I'm going to turn off my phone. I apologize. Right, you're a warm woman. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you know, the phone just keeps ringing. And, and I advise, a lot, I've advised governments, I've advised um, dental schools, and I, and I advise practices about this challenge that we've been facing over the last three years and just the pain points of dealing with COVID, you know, what do we do? And as the science has been unfolding, it, it's, we've compressed this. So what took, just for instance, um, what took us a long time to even get a test for HIV. Now, I started working on HIV at CDC in 1984, and there was about 15 of us at CDC, okay? And it grew to, you know, billion dollars at CDC over time. And what happened was, is that we didn't even know the virus. It took a while to identify that. And it wasn't really identified until uh, 19, I guess, 1985. We didn't have a test until 86, 87. Um, and then 88, we were starting to put testing into place. We still don't have a vaccine for HIV. I worked on it two and a half years in the Surgeon General's office. We don't even have one yet. So uh, so that it's remarkable that we have treatments. And we started getting treatments for HIV in 1998 um, under my boss, Eric Goosby, who uh, was so wonderful with the studies that he did to get 17 new drugs to make HIV a chronic disease. So you just think about that trajectory. Well, we just compressed that. We have a test. We have a vaccine. We have some treatments. You know, it's remarkable um, at the, the science. Yeah it, it, yeah, it has been amazing how how this has been different. And and when I say we have infection control royalty on the podcast with us, I mean that in every ounce because, you know, you, you have been there. And like you said, you've navigated the AIDS, the HIV AIDS epidemic and, and, you know, what we were dealing with then. 
and, and I'm curious because so much of what we are still learning today, including in dentistry, about COVID and the coronavirus and everything else, what did you see from dental assistants during this time and their response to the pandemic? I want to tell you, they're the pros. They were the front door guardians of the profession. They're the ones who are asking the questions. Have you been exposed? You know, have you been vaccinated? Have you gotten your boosters? And they're the ones who are also, after the patient leaves, is doing that extra, you know, that counter that, you know, we just didn't quite get to before, you know, the one that required that they get up on a step ladder, you know, <laughs> to clean and you know, I mean, it was that going that extra mile and 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 thinking about things. Even, you know, the, the dental assistants have taught me so much because they've been helping me. I, I, I had to go to a dental school and help them with their infection control protocols. And, and thinking about entry and exit, a one-way entry and exit. So you're coming in one door and you're going out a different door. Well, that seems like a very, very simple thing to do. But it's really not. You have to be thoughtful about the process. And the dental assistants who are doing this every day in a new environment are teaching me in this one dental school, and I won't name the school because I've worked with several, and so it can be any one of them. Um, the dental assistants were, were uh, working with the dental students, and the, and the dental students would take contaminated instruments and pass it to the central sterilization. And then they would also pick up the clean instruments from that same bay. And so I looked at that and the dental assistant said, oh, just watch that. <laughs> so they told me and and we started thinking about it. And all they had to do was open up another window on the side of the central sterilization, bring the dirty instruments there and the clean instruments could be on a different one way path. And yeah, so it's very simple things like that, but it's the kind of things that could make a real difference, just like entering in one door, going through the office, not passing patients back and forth, but going around and out a different door. I mean, that's the safety issues that dental assistants were the ones who taught me <laughs> during this pandemic, because that was a whole new world. I mean, I can tell you about masks, I can tell you about gloves, and you know, <laughs> we can talk about all that, but entry and exit, this is a whole new thing. Well, and, and, and even, wow, and, yeah. and, you know, it, it, like you said, it sounds like it would be easy, but but this mm -hmm. took a lot of thought process. I mean, that's a great point. Absolutely, and they are the logisticians, not only are the infection con control gurus in the office because they really are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but they are the ones who are looking at this every day and looking at the workflow. How do you come into the office? One of the things that some of the dental assistants that I worked with changed, too, is they changed the way in which payment systems were done. Many practices, and the dental assistants who came up with this, too, because they wanted to have contactless uh, interactions. So many, many of the practices, especially around in the Atlanta area where I do some coaching and working with different offices, they were getting prepayment on services before someone even came in. And A, that really reduced the cancellation rates. Isn't that amazing, right? <laughs> and, and the second thing is, is that 
that, that there was a, a process of appreciation to say, hey, you know, we, we, we think we can do a little bit more for you today. And we can maybe do two quadrants today. And that's possible because the dental assistants know the patients. The doctor may or may not know the patients because they're on a treadmill and really going from one place to another. But the dental assistants know the patients. This patient, we know that we can do two quadrants on. This other patient, maybe not. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so they could help with adjusting the schedules uh, along with the workflow, along with the safety. And they've been, like I said, the guardians at the door. They really have been. And, and I will tell you, guardians, I love that description. I absolutely do. Because, you know, so often, you know, and I know you believe in the, the power of the dental system just as much as I do. But I know yes. whenever we're traveling around and we're talking to assistants, so many of them don't realize the role that they play or could play in the practice and how that they really need to kind of take their own success kind of under their wing and really build upon that. Absolutely. I mean, th they are really key to the practice and in practices that I've worked in through the years, you know, they, they all know my name, but they really have a relationship mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the dental assistant has a relationship with the patient. And the reason why they come back is, you know, sometimes it's the hygienist, but more often than not, it's the dental assistant. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, and, and I think there are still some dental practices out there that don't realize that, you know, and, and, you know, you and I were talking before we came on the air about this era and, and how that really the team has such power. To, yeah. to change their their stars if they want to. And you said something very interesting about a previous pandemic and how things oh, yeah. kind of changed. And I'd love for you, do you mind sharing that story with our listeners? No, not at all. You know, yeah, after we come out of these pandemics, um, you know, things happen. And in the mid-1300s in, in England, there was the Black Plague. It was terrible. There were people dying all over the place. And um, there were serfs who were, uh, you know, uh, lived and worked around castles that were owned by lords. And the serfs, after everybody was dying um, from contact with each other, they said, wait a minute, we don't have to stay in this particular castle. We think we want to go over to the next castle and get, you know, a little bit more money. And the Lord said, you can't move. <laughs> That's not allowed. And so the serf said, yes, we can. So they went to court in England <laughs> and they actually filed a suit. And that suit was resolved by the courts in England to say, yes, hey, serfs can move. And yes, they can get more money when they go to the next castle. And I think a lot of dental assistants that I've talked to, have been moving over to the next castle that pays a little bit better wages. Absolutely. <laughs> so. You know, and, and, and I think that's such a great thought because when you were telling me this story the, the first time, I really started thinking about those serfs had to take it upon themselves to actually say, wait a minute, you know, and, and I think that's what dental assistants have to do every day. And no dentists, if you're listening to this, we're not telling all your dental assistants to quit. That's not what we're saying at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but we have those castles if the Lords treated their serfs correctly and let yes. them know how valuable they were, then obviously they were a lot more likely to stay. Just like I think dental assistants in today's world are more likely to stay in the dental practice where they are. 
Right, and they're partners. Absolutely. You know, fortunately, we're beyond the surf, the surf era. <laughs> and I think, I think acknowledging that partnership too. You know, one of the things that has worked out where, um, what we're doing right now, and in coaching, I'm doing this now, is we're doing the stay interview. Okay. Yes. That's like, please, would you stay? <laughs> and and, and, oh, and, and sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but in that interview, is it really one of those? What goes into that? Is it, are you happy? What would make you happy? You know, what, what goes into a stay interview in your mind? Yeah. So there's a, three really important points. What do you really like about your, your work right now? You know, what, what can we, what can make it better and what can we do together to make it work for you? The big issue that's coming up right now, and this is going to be no surprise to all of us single moms. I, I did it. And, you know, gosh, I'm glad we didn't have Zoom school because they probably have been playing video games all day. But anyway, <laughs> childcare is a huge issue. And this having school in, as Zoom school one week and then having uh, in-person school creates havoc with schedules. So one of the big things that we've talked about in the stay interview is like the childcare is a huge issue. If you can find it, it's really expensive, you know, and, you know, the childcare workers are also working with their own family situations too, and with COVID and their own illnesses, and it's just created havoc. So I think one of the things that we've worked about, worked and looked at at the stay interview is, what is the schedule? Does the schedule work for you? You know, and particularly in where uh, two people who are lucky enough to have a two parent household with both of them at home and the kids at home, Wow, that's really tough. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and, and so working out a schedule in the office that can work with home life has often been a, a part of the stay interview. Well, if you if you work four days a week instead of five, does that work for you? How can we make that work? And sometimes that means adding a, a you know part time staff from somewhere else, but it also means that a valued dental assistant can actually stay. Um, another thing that we've noticed in the stay interview, too, is, is that if pay has been, been an issue and, you know, we're all fighting inflation right now. Oh, my gosh. You know, gas prices oof, and food prices. Oh, and, you know, now we're going to have interest rate hikes. So um, a, a, a lot of times if if the dental assistant who really is giving a lot to this particular practice, if they feel like they have some ownership in the success of the practice, part of the stay interview is, you know, can we want you to share in this practice? You're you're you are a partner in this practice, and you're an important partner. We've set some goals, and if we meet or exceed that goal, hey, guess what? You get to share in that goal with a percentage of that, and that's fair. It's actually fair because then everybody succeeds. So if the dental assistant succeeds at home, and in, you know whether it's with childcare or you know parent parental care. Um, or if they succeed in meeting the goals that they have financially. And, you know, sometimes the stay interview is, I want to be able to do this procedure. And sometimes it means training. I'm willing, and, and in the practices that I work with, you know, if the practice can agree to train and to expand the opportunities uh, for training for that particular assistant, they love it. Or cross-training on the front desk. This is something new that we didn't see before. So when the front desk, the receptionist is out because she's got the same problems with childcare, or he does, can be a he too, 
um, you know, <laughs> the childcare, you know, the financial, the COVID in the family or whatever, you know, so that there's some cross training. We've seen some tremendous growth. Oh my goodness. In dental practices who are doing some cross training um, from between front and back office and it, and they gain a respect and understanding for each other. And then the productivity can jump even more. <laughs> so everybody benefits. Absolutely. And, and, and let's go back to a point that you made a minute ago is that, you know, th this isn't something where the dentist can read your mind. It's something where the dental assistant needs to say, these are the things that are important to me. This is where I see myself going and actually have that courage to say, can we have a talk? Can we plan? And, and I think that yes. that's really important for them to take their own career in their own hands. Yeah. And that's, you know what? Ask. <laughs> I mean, you know, the great thing, the scary thing about asking is asking. And the answer is either going to be no, which gives you some information. Well, no, you know, I, I the status quo is not going to work for me here, you know? And if it's yes, then you get what you want. And, everybody wins and so what a beautiful thing ask. that is right <laughs> I mean, <seriously. laughs> no I, I i will tell you there, there's so much that i I'd, I'd love to have you back on and we talk a little bit more about the pandemic and and where it's going what dental assistants need to be prepared for because i think that's a whole other conversation but like you i've seen how dental assistants have handled this last gosh, two years now, and, and really seeing, yeah. as you said, them become the guardians. And that that always brings a smile to my face, for sure. Yeah, they are the guardians. And I would love to, you know, come back and talk to you just about how the fact that I think that, that, that we as the dental profession are uniquely positioned to contribute to sentinel surveillance of new outbreaks. We're always the one who get cancellations when there's a new flu strain. I mean, it's been going on for years, you know what I mean? And it was no surprise that COVID hit us, you know, harder than most, right? Than m most other sectors in the economy. And I think that we have a unique opportunity there. And dental assistants are going to be real important in that too. Well, then let's, well, after you and I wrap this up, we're definitely going to make plans for that. So just get ready. But before I, I end with this, I always ask my guests if there's a way that they can learn more about you, get in contact with you if they've got questions. Yeah. What's a good way for that, Dr. Scarlett? Well, uh, go on LinkedIn. I'm Margaret Scarlett. You'll find me there. Or, or M. Scarlett, that's two T's, at scarlettconsulting.com. Or they can call me on my cell phone. I'm giving it to you here now. 404-808-9980. And I would love to link you to some dental assistants who I know have been very successful at this and they've gotten some wonderful increases that over the last two years that they had no idea and they're participants in the practice now. And I'll tell you, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And, and I love that assistants can actually learn from others who have been there, done that. I think that is so yep. important. So yep. well, Dr. I'd love to link you up. <laughs> link up because we are all about together. We rise here at Ignite. So Dr. Scarlett, it's good to see you. It's good to talk to you. And thank you yep. so much for sharing your knowledge with our audience. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a privilege. And I want to say, dental assistants, you are the guardians. You have been the guardians of the practice and you will continue to be the guardians for health and safety for practices. Thank you so much for the work you do every day. I'm not sure how better I can wrap up this podcast than with that right there. I mean, this is one of the the uh, infection control royalties uh, telling you that. And I hope you hear that because it is so important that you understand 
how important you are every day to the success of the practice and the health of your patients. But for now, until next time, Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off. And as we said earlier, and we'll remind you every day, together, we rise.